Evening Edition is brought to you this week by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create a beautiful, professional website for your next project. Their packages start at just $8 a month and include a free domain name when you sign up for a full year. Squarespace is incredibly easy to use, and it comes with 24-7 support. For a free trial and 10% off your subscription, go to squarespace.com and use offer code EE8. Welcome to Evening Edition for Tuesday, August 6th. Here are some of today's headlines. The U.S. and Britain are pulling staff out of Yemen amidst growing security concerns. The TSA is expanding its role beyond airports. Syrian rebels are making gains in their latest counteroffensives against government forces. In Egypt, bodies are turning up near pro-Morsi protests. And officials in London have discovered a bus-sized pile of fat in the city's sewer. In today's news, the United States and British governments have ordered much of their staffs out of Yemen and have urged private citizens traveling there to leave as concerns grow over potential terror attacks. Unprecedented security measures are being taken around Yemen to protect multiple possible targets, including government offices, foreign installations, and the waterways leading to the Red Sea. Yemeni intelligence services have discovered that dozens of al-Qaeda members have arrived in the capital in recent days, reportedly to take part in implementing a major attack. Earlier today, a U.S. drone strike in the country killed four suspected al-Qaeda members, while militants shot down a Yemeni military helicopter, killing eight. The much-maligned Transportation Security Administration, or TSA, best known for their controversial and questionably ineffectual airport screening programs, have expanded their security apparatus with VIPER, the Visible Intermodal Prevention and Response Squad. The program moves TSA agents out of airports and into train terminals, sporting events, music festivals, and more. VIPER teams perform random security sweeps in selected areas and are intended to prevent terrorist attacks. A TSA administrator told the New York Times, quote, Our mandate is to provide security and counterterrorism operations for all high-risk transportation targets, not just airports and aviation. The Viper teams are a big part of that, end quote. Some members of Congress, along with auditors from the Department of Homeland Security, have raised questions about the efficacy of the Viper program and whether or not agents are even properly trained for their roles. Civil liberties groups are also lining up in opposition and are arguing that Viper's random searches are being conducted without proper cause. Though the Viper program is now drawing increased scrutiny in the wake of a wave of recent government surveillance revelations, it's been in place since 2005. The program was created in part as a reaction to the 2004 train bombing in Madrid that killed nearly 200 people. After weeks of losing ground to government forces loyal to Syrian President Bashar al-Assad, rebel groups launched an offensive this weekend in Assad's mountainous homeland, capturing a half-dozen villages in the area. Monitoring groups have reported that dozens of government troops have been killed in clashes, alongside at least a dozen rebels. Elsewhere in Syria, rebels captured a military airport near the border with Turkey, strengthening their grip on a supply route north of Aleppo. 
The airport had been under siege by rebels for more than eight months, and the remaining government forces reportedly fled after a suicide bomber drove an armored personnel carrier into their command center. Both rebel victories may help bolster the opposition after a number of recent defeats at the hands of government forces, which continue to be backed by Hezbollah fighters. Egyptian authorities said that nearly a dozen bodies have been discovered close to Cairo's two pro-Morsi sit-ins, but there's a debate over who killed them and why. Some, Amnesty International included, say they have eyewitness testimony that pro-Morsi demonstrators have been torturing and killing members of rival groups. The protesters, however, deny having killed anyone. Given the slew of less credible accusations being thrown at protesters, including recent claims that many are not Egyptian, it's possible that the torture claims are state propaganda. None have yet been caught on film. Nevertheless, a clear pattern has emerged in the victims targeted. Many are vendors seized after protesters clashed with police. Pro-Morsi demonstrators have long believed that many vendors are simply police spies. When one woman went to a sit-in to look for her son, who had gone to sell water and never come home, she was told, quote, he was a thug. And finally, London's Water Authority has discovered what may be the nation's largest fatberg, a giant congealed mass of fat and sanitary wipes. The blockage is so large that it's shut down an entire segment of the city's sewer system and was discovered after local residents reported being unable to flush their toilets. Authorities reiterated previous calls for Londoners to dispose of fat and paper waste via the trash rather than flushing such items down their drains. Gordon Halewood, a spokesman for the city's water authorities, said, quote, The sewer was almost completely clogged with over 15 tons of fat. If we hadn't discovered it in time, raw sewage could have started spurting out of manholes across the whole of Kingston. Miranda Mulligan is Evening Edition's Editor-in-Chief. Our team of writers includes Julia Holloman, Ash Ponders, Philippe Mara Mendoza, and Celine Muzon. Go to muleradio.net for links to the stories from this episode, or read our editions from New York, San Francisco, London, and Paris at evening-edition.com. I'm Angela Kilduff. And I'm Tom Carmony. Our podcast is distributed by the Mule Radio Syndicate. Evening Edition is brought to you each weekday by Mule Design Studio. Thanks for joining us.